Oh, speaking of frustrating, so is life right now. Life is frustrating right now. I feel like it's a very interesting time to be alive. I just knocked my phone. We're both fidgeting with our stuff. Yeah. It was perfect, and then I messed with it's it. It's never perfect. You know what the opposite of good is? Better. <laughs> Sure, let's go there. That's what that's what they say in surgery. You know, you keep fixing and tweaking. That's true. You just want to make it a little bit better, and then suddenly it's worse. It's a very good. That's a good thing to. That happens all the time in dentistry. Oh my god, that's the story of my life. Like just knowing when to quit. Let that stick with you. Yeah, I like it. The opposite of good is better. Yeah. No such thing as perfection. No, no such thing as perfection. I'm kind of in a funk right now. Oh, why? Because it's rainy for yeah. the 1,200 day in a row? Sure. Name another reason I could be in a funk. There's coronavirus? What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard, it's not related to beer. <sighs> Unfortunately. It's there. It's there's a There's a song on TikTok, though, and it's like, it's Corona time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Corona time right now. Well, and that that's was funny what it last is. week, but it's not funny anymore. Well, here's the gig. Um, this is a super serious situation. Yeah. And just like everything else, you know, like dementia. Mm-hmm. If you can't laugh at it. Yeah. That's it's going to make you cry. So let's just be lighthearted about it. Yeah. and uh, But respectfully know that it is a big deal and that people are um, going to suffer. And some people are maybe not even going to survive this. So I totally that's agree. Um, definitely respectful. On the flip side, just living the day-to-day. Certainly yeah. is changing a lot of things. It's changing by the hour, I feel like. The hubs went to Costco today. I went to Publix, and oh. I felt like an a-hole. Can we just talk about that for a second? Why? I, was, I went right after I dropped the kids off, and I mean, I wasn't like only buying toilet paper and soap, but I mean, I was buying a little extra stuff. I mean, I was doing our weekly groceries, yes. but like... Instead of one jar of peanut butter, I got two jars of peanut butter. And like, you well, I know. I think that's a sustainable item. Like, well, you'll use it later if you don't use it right yeah, this second. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like an emergency thing. But I just, there was a guy behind me. He just had like a basket of things. And I, and I was, and, and like they only, like it was obviously way more crowded than it ever is at that time. Right. A day usually on a yes. Friday. In fact, the guy told me as much. He said, we usually have one register open at this hour on this day. Mm-hmm. And people were like, all over each other and so I just left and I just felt icky I was like why did I do that like I bought a thing of meat there's like no meat but like I bought some whatever they had of ground beef and I was just like I don't know I because just we're felt- gonna be like mocking Jay situation and like a few you didn't I mean, watch those okay. yeah of course yeah. I did yeah 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 totally. I don't think so I mean, I think it's going to be different, and this has never happened in our almost 40 years. Yeah, it's so definitely unprecedented. That's interesting, but you don't have to feel bad. I just felt like um, I was buying into the hysteria a little bit, and then at the end, I was like, or okay, being- I spent several hundred dollars. Maybe I should have just, like, been rational and just, like, left stuff for other people because, like, I knew that I needed to go there early because other people were going to be there later, and so part of me just felt like... I don't know. I felt bad about that for some reason. I don't think you feel bad about that. I mean, I know Publix has plenty of stuff, and I know that they're getting stuff in by the day, and like nobody's going to run out of anything. Don't you feel bad? Well, I don't know. Tangentially, though, the other day I went to the store, and the lady checking out behind me, her entire like purchase was a bottle of wine, (laughs) 
a bag of cheese pizza rolls <laughs> and a Snickers. <laughs> And I was so did distracted. It, did it feel like like you like ten years ago or something? She was my age we and in scrubs, and oh, I nice. just kept half staring at her three items. And I finally just said, "I hope that's your dinner." <laughs> did and you? She said, "My husband's out of town. Oh, this is it." And awesome. I was like, "This, I want her basket." Yeah, totally. That's I wish amazing. that was all I was buying in fact you probably should have stocked up on wine (laughs) chips and salsa the things that caffeine the things that are going to keep you sane when you're stuck inside with your children yes not toilet paper Mm, no i don't know i don't understand the pandemonium somebody needs to explain to me why the toilet paper is in such hot commodity i I don't get it man i mean i'm bro like like, like we all say we don't get it but yet (sighs) it's like i've never thought about toilet paper so much in my life i don't don't know know like I guess these are, like, if you had to clean yourself in a different way. We have washing machines. Yeah. We and, like, water, water. Yeah. Soap. I don't I'm know. not sure about that one. I'm just so confused. And, like, if we're worried about tornadoes, we buy milk and bread. Right. We don't go buy toilet paper. Apparently, coronavirus means you buy toilet paper and hand soap. But like nope, it, not soap. You just buy gel. Yeah, <laughs> because, because God forbid, you, God forbid you have to wash, wash your, your hands, hands with, with real soap. soap and water. That's Even crazy. We don't go rogue. <laughs> That's the most effective. Don't way. go rogue on this. <laughs> it's insane. I don't know. Um, to be well, next week we'll fire back on how things are going. Yeah, and, and absolutely. The ever-evolving like, climate is good. We're excited to be here because we feel like, hey, if you're at home and you're not at work or whatever, and you need to tune out what's going on then tune in to some podcasts so that's why we're here today we're both in healthcare. we're both in very clean and sterile environments I would say so yeah um you know we're we're all good we're ready to entertain now will we be working next week I don't know maybe not who knows maybe we'll get together and just talk about I go down (laughs) I'm working (laughs) you won't go down there's some pregnant ladies they need 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 you Yeah, those babies don't stop coming out. Well, just and hey, because of a virus, cavities don't quit. And like I've been saying <laughs> for weeks, I'm like, put that on a billboard. Hashtag cavities don't quit. Yeah. And I've been saying for weeks, we are one of the cleanest places you can go right now and safest. Yeah. We disinfect with hospital grade disinfectants. We are washing our hands constantly and sterilizing everything. And um, but I still just know how people are, and everybody's gonna kind of get into a mentality of well just stay home unless you absolutely have to but yeah. for right now I am like we're going strong we're we're there we're ready to serve emergencies preventive whatever anybody needs like that's what we feel like we're there for so we're not it's going to take yeah. a little bit more than just some hysteria to get us um Dr. To Laura and Nero's Family Dentistry Open for business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are Lysoled up and we are we have masks we have everything we need so but it would, it probably is a good opportunity maybe for us to take a moment and just su- some of our, you know, suggest some of our ideas about things that we can do to kind of help prevent the spread. Because I think the main yeah. issue right now is not necessarily contracting this virus that is, as it is not deadly to most um, to demographics, most. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just to prevent the spread, I right. feel like, yep. and you be wanna, smart. Certainly, if you feel like you are ill with fever or cough. Um, you want to treat the fever with Tylenol ibuprofen. Um, 
a lot of my patients are asking me like, when do I go to the hospital? And the truth is there's not that many testing kits around. Yeah. So if you are not having difficulty breathing um, and you are maintaining your temperature and treating your cough, then it is okay to stay at home. If any of those things are not so, then you need to come into an ER setting to be evaluated. Or certainly um, call and get yeah, some advice. From your respiratory from- standpoint. Um, and you need to, regardless of diagnosis or not, officially keep yourself out of harm's way for a couple of weeks time at least um which is gonna be challenging for everybody everybody needs to work and everybody needs to take care of people but you're not helping anybody else or yourself if you're out and about during fever and cough illnesses okay yeah and just default to calling if you're unsure then just default to calling and describing your symptoms over the phone to your primary care physician. Um, I guess you could call even your OBGYN or, or whatever doctor you have on speed. <laughs> Don't call, Don't she call says. Me. Don't call <laughs> um, Maybe yeah. there's some teledoc options. You know, there are some other <laughs> ways out there to get the advice you need, even though that's pretty much the general um, advice that's being given right yeah. now. So Mm -hmm. I, from a dental standpoint, don't forget that oral hygiene is really important. This disease is transmitted by um, droplets and those come out of your mouth. So um, don't neglect your dental care. Don't neglect um, brushing, flossing. You can even use a mouthwash. We're typically against alcohol-based mouthwashes like Listerine, but it's probably not a bad idea to to do do that now. The alcohol is just going to help kind of kill whatever might be in there it's probably gonna be a little bit more effective than some of our alcohol free variations out there even though that's generally not our recommendation but don't neglect your oral health because there's a lot of bacteria in there um and just keeping it clean just like you are washing your hands you want to be brushing your teeth flossing using mouthwash at least two or three times a day yep totally agree so that is our psa for that um mm-hmm. shall we introduce our episode Ooh, i think we should very i'm having like a, a crisis identity crisis okay with dr altman carter no. Altman. oh no yes. no <laughs> i was trying to hyphenate no member no no hyphenating okay so dr altman with Alabama Women's Specialist, um, was so kind to come in and talk to us. I've known um, Dr. Altman for a long time. We went to medical school together. I specifically remember going to residency interview with her and getting to know her a little bit better then. And so now it's just been like, I don't know, like 10 years. Um, Ish. (laughs) And uh, she is here. She's a practicing obstetrician and gynecologist. Um, she has a beautiful singing voice that she doesn't talk about nearly enough, um, and a genuine, um, wonderful person. So she came in to share some of her passions with us in the attic. And, um, one of which was, uh, a lot of information on how she feels about name changes and how she <laughs> chose not to change hers and it's everybody tricky, has choices. It was, it's, it's tricky, tricky still. It's yeah, tricky it's still. Hard. Um, and we just wanted to give a, a little, PSA, a little warning that we do talk a lot about food and diet and nutrition um, and obesity in this episode. So if you're not um, in the headspace where you need to hear those things, then you may want to skip to the next one. Yeah, because our next one will will not be about that. 
be a slightly different angle. Excited to share with you Dr. Altman with Alabama Women's Specialist. Enjoy. What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips, a podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. We are very much so trying to keep a very soft rating on this. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on that E rating. I don't know. That last episode is probably... uh, Well, it's so weird because, like, you feel like if you say vagina, like, you're like, can I say that? Oh, you can say say that, that. yes. That must be said at least once. It should be said. (laughs) All the time. But it it shouldn't be a bad word. Can we say vagina? It really shouldn't be a bad word. No. I say it in church meetings, so, you know. No one feels less adequate at church than this OB guy because Sarah <laughs> can like sing like an angel, Aww. play instruments. Her husband plays instruments, and then we have another OB guy that's up there playing instruments, and her husband playing instruments. And I'm just yeah. sitting yeah. in the back like, uh, that's all I got. People. No, you're participating as much as we are, and we appreciate mm. that because we feel like idiots when nobody else. Plays, but you know our whole band is nothing but like doctors. I got no talents other than talking a lot and ob guining. <laughs> Hence why we're here. <laughs> this is all we got. Okay, so can we do a quick introduction? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do a quick introduction. All right, we have Dr. Sarah Altman Carter <laughs> here with us today. <laughs> she is a wonderful doctor mom. She practices obstetrics and gynecology. Sarah, tell us about you. I am Dr. Altman and Mrs. Carter. I love it. <laughs> so depending on where I am, ah. I decide who I want to be. I cool. like it. Um, I got married after I became um, a physician, so I just kept Altman mm-hmm. as doctor. And as your profession. That's name. right. There, there is kind of like a like a debate. Like it's yeah. like, what do you do kind of thing. I, well, okay. So yeah, it made it working through that. It made a lot of sense at the time because Carter is more generic and there was already a Dr. Carter who was an OBGYN in this area when I was moving here. And Altman is A. It starts at the top of the book. And I was moving nice. here. I was new. I wanted to be at the top of the list. But your patients call you Dr. Altman. Altman. And, and like- I step through the doors out of the hospital and I'm Mrs. Carter. So oh. I get very confused when people call me Dr. Carter. Yeah. But I'm they not. probably do. Or Mrs. Altman. name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or Mrs. Altman, I guess, right. right? And then I get patients from Pell City who my brother takes care of, mm-hmm. and they think that my brother is my husband. Oh, that's oh, cute. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So that's fun, too. <laughs> that's real cute sometimes. <laughs> it's like, man, y'all's noses look a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I interrupted you about the name, so continue. That's I forgot what we were name. talking about. About your background and oh. everything. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I grew up in Birmingham in Pleasant Grove, Alabama, which is a few miles to the west of Birmingham. Were your parents <laughs> professional no. people? No. My okay. dad was a coal miner, and he retired about 10 years ago, and my mom is a CRNA. But she went back to school when I was in junior high, God bless her, because she was Dr. Kirkland Seniors, that famous cardiothoracic mm-hmm. surgeon, his mm-hmm. like OR nurse. And then when he retired, she went back to school to be a CRNA with wow. two kids that are like preteens. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cool yeah. story. Yeah. I, I do not know how people work and go to school. Yeah. And on top of that, have, have children. A family. I, I don't. I, I mean, my hats are off. 
my hat is off to those folks because I could not yeah. imagine. So is that how you got interested in medicine? We had really good friends at church. One of them, um, my parents' friends, she was she is a psychiatrist. Okay. And I thought it was interesting, but more just I felt like medicine was the most radical way that I could change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So I after I realized that in like eighth grade, that was the end of it. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. a great reason yeah. to do it. I mean, it sounds amazing. <laughs> and how do you feel like since you went through all the training and now you're in the thick of it because we've been practicing a good little while, mm-hmm. do you feel like that need has been met? Like what you were anticipating is happening? Oh, yeah. And what's funny is I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist because my friends was a psychiatrist and I was a psychology major. I was like all for it. And then I realized after I did my OBGYN rotation, I was like, I can actually do this. Like, and again, my hat is off to the psychiatrist because you, a lot of those things you can't fix. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. if you have a problem in OBGYN, your organ is expendable. I can try <laughs> to fix it as much as I can, but it, in the end, if it doesn't work, I can take that thing out. Yeah. Right. Um, so I can fix you. Um, and that is just a great feeling. I feel like our MO is very similar. I'm getting like you and I are in a similar boat <laughs> where I feel like training though, especially, I mean, maybe male and female, like every step of the way people just told you, don't do it. It's not going to mm-hmm. be as awesome as you think it's going to yes. be. There's too much of a power struggle, mm-hmm. all the paperwork, do something else. Don't do it if you want to make money, which is true. I yeah. mean, but we are okay, but yeah. um, don't do it just because you want to have a bunch of money and, you know, if you can figure out anything else to do in life, do it. And I felt yeah. like that was really scary coming up in training because I thought, what do they know that I don't know? See, you listened to what people were touting as or as wisdom. I didn't. I was like, y'all just aren't happy with your life. Well, yeah. I knew what I wanted I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny that I did because no one in my family has is a doctor. And I didn't even know that you had to do a residency when we started medical school. Oh, fun. <laughs> I like, just thought that you finished four years of medical school and then you just went on out <laughs> hey. to do your thing. <laughs> Well, That's okay. What you did didn't you think when you, the revolution came to you that there was more time. I thought, man, my life's getting pushed back a little, a little bit, bit here. This keeps going. Timeline is not I was exactly. doing like the math, you know, I haven't taken any time off from, I've not had any sort of travel year or anything like that. So I was like, man, the earliest I could get out, I'd be 30. Yeah. And I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you might not it. have done yeah. it if you had known, you I, know? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say seven six and a half years later, um, I am extremely lucky. I did not know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. And I am so happy with what I'm doing. That's awesome. I am just lucky. Mm -hmm. Because people are like, oh, do you always know that you want to be an OBGYN? Or it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. But (laughs) I love what I do. I love this. I feel like we're like (laughs) the same person. We are. Because I heard all that and it made me, because I always like to explore every avenue. So I thought, what do they know that I don't know? And how do I prevent myself from getting where they are? And I just said, y'all are idiots. And you just said they were idiots. So different strategies for I worried you didn't. And so, um, but plus. And you both ended up in the same place. That's right. We've talked about all the time, like the thing that makes our lives gratifying is that we make it more about the people and the relationships that we build every day Mm -hmm. and less just this mundane thing that you do to survive. Mm -hmm. 
you have to like grasp at what you're learning from other humans and what your purpose is for them and vice versa. So I get a lot from my patients. I don't know if yeah. you feel that way sometimes, yeah. but I'm like, y'all are doing way more for me than I can do for you in a hot minute. And yeah. I get reinforced 20 to 30 times a day, mm-hmm. mostly positive. Um, and they thank you for it. Like it's bizarre. You're like, for, it's like, for what? You're helping yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you just made my day all day long and I'm 15 minutes of your time. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a specific type of gynecology or obstetrics? Like you like a mix of both, but what are you mm-hmm. particularly drawn to? Like, what are your favorite things? Oh, in general, it's obesity in women. Mm-hmm. So it applies to both. Um, there are special incisions and stuff that you can make for people who need a C-section who have obesity and Mm -hmm. different types of GYN surgeries that are better for women with obesity. But more importantly, it's that I might be the only person that is a doctor that they see. Mm -hmm. And it is the most important thing I could discuss with most of my patients. Absolutely. And the last thing that they want to hear about. Correct. And so I like preface the conversation with, I am telling you this because I care about you. I realize that I'm this rail thin girl standing in front of you Mm -hmm. telling you that you need to change the way that you live. But it's, I see it as like a bus is about to hit you and I'm going to move you out of the way because it's that important. Right. How do you then like you ease in, you say, I'm fixing to talk to you about something. And Mm -hmm. then sort of what's your just like mundane verbiage when you are talking to people who are overweight. So I just tell them that, you're, if they're 25, that your 45-year-old self is going to thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd be a bad doctor not to discuss this with you. And a lot of folks kind of lose that feeling of, hey, don't bring this up with me once I say I'd be a bad doctor not to talk about it with you. Because mm-hmm. why, I mean, if you diagnosed hypertension in somebody, you didn't tell them, you, you know, right. it, obesity is a something that reaches every part of a woman's life. And it's something that needs to be talked about, even though it's very uncomfortable. I agree. Because we attach so many other things that shouldn't matter to it, like the way that we look and the way that we feel about ourselves and the way that we think our partners feel about us is related to obesity. But those things, I think, may build these walls and barriers that keep me from being able to take care of somebody and prevent disease. Correct. Um, and what do you tell them is like the first step you would take to initiate change? You have got to know what's coming in and what's going out. Mm-hmm. So there's an app that I like to use. It's free. It's called My Fitness Pal. Mm-hmm. It is great. Um, don't listen to it when it tells you how much you should eat based on how much you want to lose. Right. But so I kind of give each patient based on their body mass index and their lifestyle the number that I want them to go for but mostly you need an energy deficit and Mm -hmm. if and people will say well I don't eat that much and I'm like Mm -hmm. you don't know yeah you don't know you might not but you don't know if you don't log what you're eating and you don't have to do it when the food's in front of you you can do it at night before you go to sleep you just have to be honest with the portions that you've had and if you find that it's telling you that you should be losing weight because you have an energy deficit most days out of the week, then you probably should put it in when it's in front of you. But rarely does a woman have to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But I 
beg them not to pay attention to the number on the scale. That's my job. Mm -hmm. You don't need a scale in your house. If women put the energy that they put towards achieving a certain number on the scale towards changing their lifestyle, I think we would have this kind of in the bag. It'd be so much easier. Talk a lot, or we have on here Mm -hmm. about intuitive eating and kind of pulling back from all the diet modalities, even though they are good, but like, I think we instinctually just know, like, this is good for me. This is healthy Mm -hmm. or this is not. And if it can live on a shelf for two years, probably not the healthiest thing that I could (laughs) take in. Yeah. And if it's loaded with cheese and butter, you know. Yeah. Right. You just know when you look at it. Yeah. It's a good thing. There's nothing. There's no magic to it. You know, I mean, that's the thing with some of the newer diets. And it's like, okay, I can have a pound of bacon, but I can't eat an apple. Like, that doesn't make any sense we all know it you learned it in school when you were a kid so can you go over um just some of the specific medical conditions that obesity can exacerbate or losing weight can improve so obesity increases your risk of having almost all types of cancer um ortho diseases so people don't realize that knee replacements and issues with mobility are related to their lifelong obesity uh, diabetes, hypertension. And some of the um, gynecologic or women's health mm-hmm. issues that you see a lot that are affected by it? Right. So fertility. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll have young women and I will say, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your future children. Because you may not know it because you don't have kids yet, but you would do anything for your child. Mm-hmm. And right now the thing you need to do is to change your lifestyle. Because if you want to have children, it's going to be a lot easier for you if you are healthy when the time comes. So that's a big one. And in general, just the irregular bleeding, there's an increased risk of uterine cancer with lifelong obesity um, due to the types of hormones that fat cells make. Right. And even like Dax on our podcast that we listen to all the time says Mm -hmm. that obesity and kind of a food addiction, Mm because I think a lot of people are in this incredibly underdiagnosed correct Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he says that is the saddest thing for him because you can live without alcohol and you can live without drugs other addiction these other addiction qualities Mm -hmm. you cannot live without Mm -hmm. food so if that is your vice then it's one of the most challenging things to kind of rein in because you are required to encounter it Every yes. day, basis. multiple times, yeah. multiple times, and, and actually exhibit yeah. control because a lot of times with addiction, you just remove that thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's also hard, but yeah. you actually have to try to find control. Are there other? Are there things on the other side of the of the coin? Sort of, you know, um, with being underweight, or do you yeah. deal with those issues as well? It does increase their risk of having osteoporosis, right. hip fractures, you know, past 65, if you have a hip fracture, the likelihood of recovering from that is extremely low. I mm-hmm. mean, it could be life-threatening at that point. So it's really important to address um, for their bone health. Mm-hmm. But young women, it's important to address because it might be the result of a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And that is, again, I'm sometimes the only person they're going to see that's going to bring it up with them. And it's hard to break through those walls when you're only seeing them once a year, but you just have to. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I didn't. I believe that. I believe (laughs) Dr. Altman would not go to sleep. (laughs) I I have a rule if I, and I tell patients this, if I am leaving the hospital or if I am outside of the hospital and I am thinking about you, I need to get back to the hospital and do something about it. You guys end up being therapists sometimes. Absolutely. I was just, it was hitting the nail on the head with the (laughs) underweight and the overweight 
one of my biggest things is we need to get you into a nice mental health space too, because a lot of times people are morbidly obese because of things that they've had in their past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing with underweight. If it's not just organically underweight and they, they are comfortable and that's where they live and they don't have any concurrent mental health disorders. Um, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And I talk all the time about mental health, probably, you know, gosh, more than any other topic that I can get to. And I'm a gynecologist and it's always coming back to the seeds of what's the root of what's causing all of this. And you're definitely going to figure it out in the 15 minutes that you have with them. Right. For sure. (laughs) All it takes. It requires Everybody knows. Everybody knows you can break it down head to toe in 15 minutes. And we figure out your entire life (laughs) in 15 minutes. And you type up all your notes and do all the things that the hospital needs you to do. It's just easy. (laughs) Now, you mentioned like somebody being on your mind when you like leave work, like if you Mm -hmm. have a little bit of stressor. How do you deal with being like mom and doctor in that brain? What do you take home? How do you sort of distance yourself from all of that? Well, you have a supportive partner. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, my husband for a while had to tell me when I'd walk in the door, I'd start barking orders like this needs to be done. This needs to be done or else we're not going to get to time. And he would stop. He'd say, Sarah, you are not at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He thankfully doesn't have to say that to me as often anymore, but it's because I've instituted some things <laughs> that I have to do. do so tell. I may get yeah. home a little bit later, but everything's done. Should we do like a, just a a closing kind of thing? Sure. Go for it. Um, I didn't know, and, and this may not be like, I've heard, I've listened to other podcasts where they've talked about dieting and stuff and they kind of do like a trigger warning. Mm -hmm. What's a trigger warning? Yeah. So that, because people who have had like anorexia or that you need to say before you start talking about it, that we are going to discuss eating habits in this. So if you are upset with those things or you don't need to listen to it then you don't need to hear it listen to this podcast if you just noticed that was an abrupt ending to part one cliffhanger a cliffhanger to dr sarah altman and if you're hearing this you hung in there yeah. you made it through the warnings mm-hmm. through the virus through the name game through obesity of women which is an important topic mm-hmm. and we're so glad you did we had so much fun uh talking to dr altman and we'll have part two coming up next where we kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about another interesting topic so absolutely you heard all that. this beyond our lips oh bye See you next time. it's backwards <laughs> oh, we God. do i like it Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.